0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Starpings of Small don't say, self-help from the hip. Small do say, we're talking that shit. Small do say, and keeping it real. Smile. Yes. Man and Seals. It's so funky <laughs> so you know what we're just gonna we've we're in we're in it we okay. <laughs> we <laughs> are in because you already done you set the set the tone we we're welcome, in. It. okay welcome to an episode of small doses podcast uh we have mayoral candidate karen weaver of flint michigan in the building and. We were so happy to hear from y'all because I really would love this podcast to not only continue to enlighten and just like inspire and empower people and make them laugh, but it's the teaching part, Um, Mm -hmm. particularly as it relates to government, because I feel like so much of our particularly black folks, but so much of just the American public is really disenfranchised in our ignorance of how much of a role we really can play in the government reflecting our wants and our desires. Um, You know, I think a lot of us are looking at a very, right is not even, that's a generous word, like at a very um, Christo fascist government, like coming Mm -hmm. into play. And we look at the MAGA of things. And I think a lot of us feel like, well, how do we challenge that? Like, what is that? But what that is, is that that base, the 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 politicians of that base found a way to connect to those people and make them feel seen and make them feel engaged. Right. Right. And... I feel like, you know, for those of us who are on the opposite side of that spectrum, you know, a side of common sense and of decency and of actual, um, you know, civic duty, et cetera, we are looking to find out how do we find, how do we get politicians and how do we get people, public servants that reflect our wants. But I think the thing that's missing for a lot of us The thing that's missing for a lot of us is like, how does that happen? And so I'm so happy to have you here because as we stated in the beginning, like, I think for a lot of us, we don't even know what a mayor's expected to do. I think a lot of us think of a mayor, we just think of shaking hands and kissing babies (laughs) and like showing up at press conferences.
1: Exactly. And that is, you're absolutely right on so many fronts. A lot of people don't know what mayors do. And depending on what kind of mayor you have, that's what determines it. So in Flint... We have a strong mayor form of government. So okay. we are not part of the council. They don't put you, uh, say, okay, we're gonna vote and decide who is the mayor. We are selected by the people. I and see. uh uh so so that's one of the differences is a strong mayor form of government. But you know what? You were talking about something, and it made me think because you were saying uh people felt heard, and that's what made, you know, made that so strong. And Sometimes we, we a lot of times we don't feel hurt. I mean, you think about it in in Flint, in mm. Michigan. You can look and see what happened in Michigan. All of our urban cities, our black cities, Flint, Detroit, mm. Benton Harbor, Pontiac, uh, Muskegon. Prop, I think Inkster. I'm leaving some out, I'm sure. Uh, we're taken over by an emergency management system. Mm. Where our voice and our vote didn't matter. You know, the people elected someone to be their mayor. They elected people to be their council people. And uh, we voted against an emergency manager coming in because we knew that was a dictator form of government. Well, guess what? (laughs) They overruled what the voters put in place. How? And so when those kinds of things happen, yeah, that's what we said. How did that happen? Uh, But it was during a lame duck. You know, the the governor was going out, a new governor had been elected, but that's what they put in place and they overturned what the people had voted for. And that's why people become so disengaged and disenchanted with government because you're like, okay, we do come out and vote. Here's what we vote for. And there's still a loophole for this to be overturned and Mm -hmm. so what happened in flint was it was overturned and the government came in the state the governor came in and uh said that the mayor and the city council the people that were elected to represent the 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 city had no power they had no power and so you have a dictator form of government is what happened in flint That's, that's how, and this is on the heels
0: and this is on the heels of the, of the water crisis. Well, this this was before the
1: water crisis. That's what, so we had an emergency manager for six years when I got into office. Wow. There had been an emergency manager in place. You know, it all boils down to, we want to take over certain communities and we know which ones those are. And it's also, uh, you know, and they do it under the guise of, uh, finances you know your city is bankrupt well yeah you know like what yeah, they were doing to the
0: town in tennessee like exactly. there was how they were just like yeah we about to just take over your town you need to give up yes. your charter yes. but really it was because they wanted to usurp the funds that that town was in in line for and by- it was
1: about water it was yes. about water uh and mm. that's what happened here uh you know it you know it, it was a, a a huge cover up in the city of flint and flint was detroit's uh largest um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Constituency we water from Detroit.
0: Okay. We, largest we vendor.
1: Thank you. Uh, was Flint on Detroit water. Okay. Well, we're going to take them off of Detroit water that helps bankrupt Detroit. You can come in and take over when a city is bankrupt or if a city is in financial distress. If a city gets below a certain, uh, financial point that, triggers an emergency management system to come in. And so not only were we taken off Detroit's water for what, you know, this is water we've been on for 50 years, 50 years. Uh, And then we in turn sold water to the, to the cities in our County. So it took us from uh, a customer of Detroit to also not being able to sell our own water because when they did that, They took our water pipe from us. They took our water pipe. Our assets were taken in the city of Flint. That's why people get uh, disengaged in in the government process, and the electoral process, because you see all of these shady kinds of things going on. So why would you go from, why would Flint, where does it make sense that we go from we're selling water to now we're paying eight times the national average and we have to buy it? I mean, who does that?
0: So in that case, who ends up benefiting Mm -hmm. The, the person, the people you're buying the water from?
1: Yes. Yes. Because a water authority comes in and that's who ends up benefiting. And so the resources of the cities get stripped. So not only like we used to own the airport that went to the county, we owned our water pipe. That went to the county. We owned our garbage trucks. Those were sold. I mean, every, all of our assets, our parks, our golf courses were sold to the county because they wanted to go to a different form of government because Flint is predominantly a black city. If we go countywide, if we go to a metropolitan form of government, we're no longer the majority and we lose our voice that way.
0: So I know the question a lot of my listeners are having is the same one mm-hmm. as mine, which is how could this have been challenged? Like who would have been expected to challenge this and stop it well, if you, didn't do
1: it? I'll tell you. Uh you need your state representatives to challenge it. We're trying to get rid of that emergency manager law that's on the books. It shouldn't be there. Okay. It shouldn't be there. And and you, and you the way it's written is they're supposed to just be over the finances of the city, but they came in and took over day-to-day operations. And, and, and when we say state representatives,
0: people. we mean state senators, not- We mean like state
1: senators. We mean state uh, and our the, the people that go to Lansing from the city to represent the city at the state. So right. your legislators. Okay. So that's who did it. But you know what? That was one of the things. But it can be done a different way. I mean, we didn't get rid of that law. But I know when I went into office, uh, there were two things I was working on, and it was I wanted a, an emergency declare it because our water had been poisoned and we could not drink it, and I was fighting for home rule, which meant. Uh, The people that are elected should be the people that represent the the city, not Mm -hmm. an emergency manager. And those were the two things I was working on. And and I let them know that right from the beginning. That's what's important. Uh, I remember going into office, you know, because I had no power. I went in and the governor's people were all in place. I had no power. People said, well, what can you do differently? I said, one thing people can't take is your voice. And I heard you talking at the beginning of Where is our power? What can we do? And I've always told people, never underestimate the power of your voice. And they said, well, what can you do differently? I said, you know what? I said, I can let you know what's going on. I can say, uh, here's what they're doing. Here's what I think they should do, but they won't let me. I said, I will be in front of the media every single day talking about what's going on I said because we deserve to know what's happening with us whether it's good good news or bad news it's news about us and we need to be able to make educated informed decisions about things that are impacting us and we weren't even getting that kind of information when the government comes in and takes over your city
0: so because <laughs> you know one a lot of a lot of folks are now having to engage in politics and in government in ways that we never did by nature of the fact that we are seeing the writing on the wall of just how extreme things okay. are. You know, a lot of the things that you're saying were taking place right under our noses, but people weren't able to even understand. Right. Like, right. What um, right. and media isn't necessarily explaining it or, or you know, folks aren't even necessarily even make uh, taking interest because they're not really seeing like this is going to impact me for real, for real, in a day, for real
1: for real, exactly day way. And 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 um, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And that's why one of the things I always told people was Flint wasn't about water and infrastructure; it was about systemic racism. You know, that's the bottom line. The water and the infrastructure were the symptoms of the the root cause, which was systemic racism, because we knew that this would not have happened in a different community. Uh, We knew this was about race and this was about class. And if it had happened in a different community, it would have been addressed. It would have been addressed immediately. We would not have had to go to court and sue the state to get money to replace the pipes. You know, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, We wouldn't have had to do the things that we were doing. We wouldn't have been asking uh, uh, for, for, control back of our own city. Uh, and, and you know, it's it's really interesting. And that's what I wanted people to know. This is bigger than just bad water and aging infrastructure. Those are the things that happened. But, uh, you know, that's what it boiled down to when we knew this from the beginning. But, you know, we always have to have somebody from the outside come and validate what we already always. know. You know, we knew groundwater was bad. A kid <laughs> knows groundwater. I mean, Right. Really? You want us to, you're, you're telling us this is good. Don't believe our eyes. Uh don't believe our 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 nose when we smell this. Don't believe the way it makes our skin feel. Don't believe our hair is falling out. We know brown water is bad and you don't drink it. Um but we had to wait for the scientists to validate it and tell us that, you know what, brown water is bad. Uh, just like we knew this was based on racism and class. But a year and a half later, and I mean, thank, yeah, thank God that they did do an accurate report. But when the Michigan Department of Civil Rights did their report, they said that this was based on race and class, and we're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we knew that, but we're glad it's in a report now. And I mean, and I and I don't mean to downplay what they did. I'm glad they did say that uh, because right. a lot of times it's like you know they're just saying that. But that's what was going on, uh, and and so that's what I've always said was yeah, there there are a lot of places that are have you know bad water. There are a lot of places with aging infrastructure. But when you look at what caused it to happen, I mean, it was. You can call it an environmental justice, environmental racism. It was all of those things.
0: So would you say, though, that that is what even brought you into politics? The fact that all of those things were existing even prior to the quarter crisis? Uh I didn't and if know not, that. and if not, what, what, what do you, what took you down this road?
1: Yeah, I real. you know what? I I don't know. Maybe I fell and bumped my head. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I was never involved in politics. I'm a psychologist, I'm okay. a clinical psychologist. That's what I had done all of my adult career. I was on that path since seventh grade. Okay. Oh, I, wow. knew I, yes, okay. I knew what I was going to do. I never wavered. I was just, Ooh-hoo. and um, somebody asked me to volunteer on a campaign. And I, and I said, never been involved in politics uh let and me this, see is at, I, this is at what stage in life i had just stopped working i had been over behavioral services okay. i had worked at a place called my children's health center for almost 20 years and i i you know it was funny because i kept saying god has taken me someplace i don't know where it is but i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for the ride let's see right and um So I volunteered on this campaign and I said, I'll go and see how I like it. And the person that was running was running for mayor. He was a friend of my brother and sisters. They are older than me. So I knew him from them. But, you know, I said, "Mm." so I started going at that point. A lot of people don't know our water issue was uh, we were paying eight times the national average. And our water rates had been raised illegally because okay. of emergency management and those kinds of things. So this and is so at the phase was,
0: when you were no, this is at the phase when you had stopped being Detroit. You had,
1: is this when you were buying we water were, from? uh We were still on Detroit water at that okay. point. Okay. Uh, but they were making the switch. They were okay. making the switch. And so that was how I got involved. And I was trying to help this person. It's funny. I was trying to help this person become mayor against the person I ended up running against. And, uh And they were saying, oh, yeah, when we go to City Hall, we're taking you with us. And I'm thinking, I'm not trying to go to City Hall. I'm trying to to help somebody else get to City Hall Mm -hmm. uh, because I know mental health. That's what I do. I'm going to get this other job. So I wasn't trying to become mayor. Well, the day of the election, this is what happens. The day of the election, the governor calls the president of the NAACP in Flint, says, we're going to be doing a takeover of your city. But we'll wait until the election is over and see how it plays out. Well, the person that was running was a black male. He mm-hmm. was doing really well, so we're waiting until after the election. Is what we're told. The polls close at eight. Four o'clock. Breaking news: There's going to be a takeover of the city. Wow! So people stop going to the polls. So and, and we stopped going to the polls and we kept saying, please, you know, keep going to the polls. But they're like, they're taking over anyway. Why do we need to vote? And so so the person we were trying to help get there ended up losing. They let the mayor stay, but they came in and took over and they made the decisions. And at that point, the mayor was a figurehead. And in, in some places, the mayor is a figurehead and does ceremonial things, but that's not how it goes here. Okay. And um, so the mayor became a figurehead and uh, the person, the emergency manager came in and ran the city. They ran the city. And that's what happened. And I just stayed engaged. And it was so funny because my husband, you know, he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to this meeting. And I just kept going to things he was <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Not, I, I said, I can't help myself. <laughs> I, I couldn't. You know, once I saw what was happening. I was going to say,
0: city, yeah, once you know, you're like, oh, right. I can't turn my head away from it.
1: And that's what happened. And that's what happened. And people started asking me to run. And I kept thinking, run for what? You know, I, I mean, that that was never in my thoughts. What do you
0: think they saw in you that went that, or what did they say they saw in you that they felt made you a viable candidate?
1: Uh, one was, I, you know, I had stayed engaged. I wasn't scared, you know, and, that, and that's what it is. You cannot be scared uh, because they'll scare you. They will try their best to scare you and uh, to bully you. And well, they brought charges up against that. you that ended up getting thrown out. I feel like that... You know what? No, let me tell you about that. Oh, that... Okay, <laughs> see, there you go. You know how many times? Four times. Did you know that? I did not know that. Most people don't. So the first time the charges were brought up against me, the FBI came in and they investigated me.
0: And the charges were misappropriating of funds? Yes. They tried to call me kill
1: Patrick you, but you like, I exactly. didn't misappropriate. Mistress. This ain't Detroit. Like, it's Flint. Every time. look, I, we had, and every time checks were coming in, I'm like, take them to the CFO because you know, I don't know what to do with them. I, we're dealing with this. Give them to the CFO. They're made out for the city of Flint. My name is Karen Weaver. My name is not city of Flint. What can I do with them? So the FBI came in and investigated me. Said I had done nothing. How so did they you, were done.
0: How did you feel during that time?
1: You know, well, at first I didn't really think a lot about it because I knew I hadn't done anything. Okay. So I was like, yeah, okay, come on in because there's nothing, you know, I'm thinking there's nothing for you to find. Right. So I didn't think about it too much. And then they started showing up, you know, that people would say, oh, they came by my house. They whisper on the phone. Guess who I just talked to? You know, that like, of course. Who? So, or guess what it was at my house? That kind of thing was waiting for me. And then they show up, you know, I'd, I'd be someplace and they'd be in the parking lot. Uh, that kind of stuff. Karen, okay. that's
0: scary. What's, wait, how am I supposed to be addressing you? Ms. Weaver? That, Mrs. You, Weaver? Karen's fine too. Okay. <laughs> no, Black I'm just Karen. like Amanda. Black, I'm Black Karen. Black Karen, BK. Yeah, you know,
1: we don't get
0: the same treatment as White Karen. Black Karen. Touche. <laughs> I mean, but that That to me would start, to, to me, that is intimidation. Like showing it up was, unannounced. But you know
1: what? There was. I was so focused on what was going on that I really, you know, I just kept going because I knew I hadn't done anything. So that was the other thing. So I I didn't think about it a whole lot. They threw it, you know, they said she didn't do anything. They cleared me. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, yeah, because I didn't do anything. So then an, an independent investigator came in, did an investigation. Said I didn't do anything. I was cleared. Well, then... Time number three. So this is starts in my first year. This goes on my second year. Uh, it goes on into my third year. So the third time it goes to a federal judge. This goes to a federal judge who throws it out, reviews everything and said she didn't do anything. So the fourth time. You know, I had so much fun as mayor. I was going through all of this the whole time. Hmm. The fourth time, uh, they said they brought it back on an appeal. And I can't remember what, which one, which issue they were able to bring it back on. So they said, why don't you just settle? I mean, why don't you settle? I said, I didn't do anything. Why would I settle when I didn't? Because to me, that would be an admission that I have done something. So I said, no, we can just go to court. They said, you're going to go to federal court and have a trial. I said, yeah, wow. let's go to federal court and have a trial. And I said, I, I'm asking one thing because my daughter was graduating from FAMU. I said, I just okay, want to rattlers. You know, okay, wait, I went to Tougaloo. Come on. Well, I'm from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll move on. I know I'm not going to get anything <laughs> from you because those Rattlers, woo-wee. But she and I was I was just so excited, and I said, "I just want to go to my daughter's graduation." They said, "We'll let you do that, And we'll start everything afterwards." So I was going to spend, you know, a few days with her, and uh, so uh, we go down there, me and her dad, and I got to go to her graduation. Well, the next day, they were going to start. Mm-hmm. So I had to pack up and leave, and federal court was in Detroit, and it was two weeks. And we had a trial and, and, you know, it was, it was, that was hard. That part was hard because I was tired by then. I thought Mm -hmm. I've done this three times. And so here I go, time number four, trying to clear my name for an account that I never had more than $200 in. Never had more than $200 in. Uh, So what do you think their goal? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Their goal. Well, their goal had always been to get rid of me because they tried to recall me four times as well. Um, so we went to court. I did not, my husband said, do you want me to go with you? And I said, no, because you've missed time going, you know, we were down at our daughter's graduation. I said, so go to work. I, I, Cause I was just like, no. And, um, my kids, I have three, three grown kids. They wanted to go. I was like, no, because it was going to hurt me more to have my kids hear things mm. that weren't true. It was for me, it was my way to protect them. I, okay. I couldn't watch them hear those things. Mm-hmm. And so I said, no, I don't need you to come. I let my sister come once and a couple of my coworkers came. And finally, Adrian, my oldest daughter said, mom, they're saying you don't have any support because we're not there. I'm like, I don't care what they say. And so she said, can I go? I let her come the last day. Okay. And it was closed, the closing uh, arguments and the jury went in. And about an hour and 15 minutes later, they said they have reached a decision. And she said, are we going to be okay, Asad, We'll be fine. And it was a unanimous not guilty. But I went through that four times. They didn't want me in. Uh, Who's the they? Who's the they? The the they are the people that uh, have been running the city of Flint that don't live in the city of Flint. They're part of, you know, uh, established people that have always run Flint. Uh, so when
0: you got there and you fired the, the police chief and the fire chief, et cetera. Right. Oh, yeah. How dare I? How right. dare
1: I? Uh, so they, I had been in office six months. Somebody came and tried to file recall papers. They said, well, the law has changed. They have to be in a year. They said, OK, we'll be back. We'll be back. Wow. They came back a second time. It didn't go through. They came back a third time. It didn't go through. The fourth time, I said, you know what? I'm not going back to court. I said, let's just let the voters vote. I'm tired. So you did uh, a I, recall vote? hmm Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yes. Wow. They put like 17 people in against me. And um, I won. But I had gone through that that many times. So they didn't want me in there as soon as I got and there. And you were the first obvious. woman mayor. Correct.
0: I mean how much of this was racism and how much of this was also sexism
1: I think it was both of those things I you right. know I think more of it is you know I, I'm gonna say race more than mm. sex uh even though I know that played a role as well you know I said because uh at the it, it I said if I if I'm a, if I you know if I changed my sex I'd be a black man <laughs> Which wouldn't help you as much. I can't change my race. You know, you can't. I I think it was more race and then sex. They didn't like a black woman coming in there for sure. And especially one that uh, could not be controlled. And that was the problem with me. Uh, They were used to a mayor. I would get things sent to me and it'd be like, we need you to sign this because somebody very important wants to do this in Flint. And I said, "Okay, well, let me read it. Read it? well, we need to take this back signed. I said, well, okay. But, you know, my mother was a teacher. She taught reading. I know how to read really well. I'm going to read it before I sign it because I might be in agreement with them. I might want to sign it, but if I don't, I need to know the reason. And so they were used to just running the city that kind of right. way where we right. send things over. You see this name, you sign on the dotted line. And how dare you say, I'm going to read it first. And not only am I going to read it, I'm going to have the attorney look at it as well. So that was, you know, you're not supposed to do those kinds of things. You're not we supposed had like supposed to be thorough. Right. At all. You're not supposed to have a brain and you're certainly not supposed to have a backbone. I mean, there were things like that that went on. Uh, there were no bid contracts going on. And in a crisis, What's you a no know, bid contract. Uh, so, you know, we've got this contract. So we're putting out a contract for a pipe replacement. OK, well, th- we're just going to use this company. We always use them. OK, but. Uh, how do we know that's the lowest bid? How do we know we can't get somebody to do it uh, less expensive? Why do we keep giving the same people these contracts? Well, we keep giving them to them because we don't get them. We're not at the table. And the way contracts are written, we're written out of them. They'll put in there, you need a piece of equipment. We don't need that piece of equipment to do this job, or you don't need that kind of bond to be able to do this job. But they're written in such a way that many small companies and many Black minority-owned companies can't get a bid. And so I didn't do that. And, and, you know, it's it's like I'm excited to say it, but it's sad to say that in 2016, it was the first time that a Black company ever got a multimillion-dollar contract in the city of Flint and it was a construction company. Uh, the president is a, f- a black female. And, um, you know, how how dare I give people in Flint, especially people, black people from the north side of Flint, an opportunity to have that <laughs> bid? Well, I mean, those were the things that people didn't like. And, and And it didn't mean that other people weren't getting rich off of these deals because they couldn't do it all themselves. We wanted to expedite this process. So, but They were the lowest responsible bidders. We started with three. I said, we're not going to have a crisis when we know economic opportunities come as a result of a crisis and people from Flint don't benefit. So we're going to do, we're going to put bids out and they're going to be written in such a way that local uh, contractors that live in this Flint, Mm -hmm. live in this city, have an equal opportunity. Exactly. And so there are people that don't like those things happening. So there's
0: those people, and they're real, and they have power, and they enact their yes. power as they do. And then there's the people. Mm-hmm. So with you doing these things that are actively in support of Flint, why do you feel that Sheldon Neely was able to defeat you in the last Ooh, run? Oh, wait,
1: I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you know why? And I'll tell you, here's something... People say, what would you do differently? Uh, Oh, wow. How did that happen? (laughs) You're back. You're back. I'm back. Uh, How did that happen? Uh, I didn't address the lies. I said, one thing I will never do is uh, not let people put mistruths out on me and not address it because here's the deal. You know, he's in Lansing. He's saying there's going to be, they're still going with this lie, even though I've been cleared four times four times, right? Uh, There's going to be some indictments coming down. I'm in Lansing. I'm getting the news first. I'm talking to the AG. There's going to be indictments coming down, she and her staff. And I'm thinking, who could believe that? You know, as hard Mm -hmm. as I'm working for Flint, I didn't think people would believe it. And so I just continued on doing what I thought, you know, was best for the city. I'm up here trying to get everything I can and so I didn't address it, and 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 the thing is, you know, something that I've learned is, um, you know, people say take the high road, but taking the high road, maybe this was my mistake, doesn't mean you don't address lies.
0: Listen, this this we go low, they go low, we go high mentality ain't it? Uh-uh. Ain't a It ain't uh-uh. a catch-all. You better bust them <laughs> in their knees, because that's the you know. I know you're a member happened. of the Democratic Party, and cast- I feel like I that's what's going yeah. on. I feel like happens. that's my issue with your party. Is yeah. that there's a lot of they go low, we go high, but they're going so low, they're chopping the Democrats at the ankles, and they're exactly. s- staying on their knees. And 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 exactly. And and the, and here's the thing. How, wait, they wait, needed, wait! I got to know something though. Okay. When did you come to that realization? Because. It's one thing not to until, not win, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay.
1: Like, when did you, uh, you reflect know, and say, "How did how did this man? How did this happen?" Okay, so I'll tell you. That's really a good question because here's the thing: the, me- the media played a big role in this because this was bigger than me. This was we need the water crisis to go away. Absolutely, they wanted me to stop talking, but not about to the solve water. it, just to right. make it go away. To make it go away, and I wasn't going to do that. I said, "There's a way you can make it go away. Make Flint whole." You, wanna, you want me to stop talking about it? Fix what you messed up. You know, make us as whole as you possibly can, because I'm not going to be quiet. And and I knew I was taking that risk. I said, if it means I'm not here, it means I'm not here, but I'm not going to be quiet. So, you know, when we found out where this money went, because, you know, you heard about millions and millions and millions of dollars coming into the city of Flint. And that's what he would say. Sheldon Neely would get on the radio and say, there's billions of dollars, and she diverted these funds. Well, if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't be sitting in Flint, okay? Okay. Let me say that. Uh, and and so and the other thing is and, and here's what else I thought. What black folk, you know, get to steal money and stay at I'm still, you know, stay at home. Who Back. gets to do that? I don't this know. Is, this is true. You know, this but and so that was another reason I didn't think people would believe it. Uh, so so but when we found out where the money went. We got the report. We saw where all this money went. We're like, oh, my goodness. And um, so we put the report out. We sent it to the media. Do you know they didn't put it out? They didn't put it out. I had a local radio host. That has a 30 minute show on the on an on an AM station in Flint. He put it out. I had a friend of mine, Tyra Hill, that's on social media. She came and interviewed me and she had gotten the report. She said, who are these people and why did this place get this money and that money? I said, exactly. And so I called some of the the people that were responsible where I said, well, you got this amount of money and this is what you did with it. Why don't you let the people know that? And, and they wouldn't. And I said, well, I'm putting it out. I'm not going to take the blame. You want me to take the fall for this money. And you all know very well where it went. But the media would not put the story out. They came and finally, I put it out in August of 19. Of, of 19.
0: But what was the catalyst that made you say, I need to speak up because I lost this until, from not
1: speaking up? I, I, it wasn't until I was out of office because, you know, there was like, were so you just tra-
0: watching TV one day and it hit you? You know, was it your daughter telling you, like, mom, you
1: know why you lost this? I No, I started <laughs> finding out later because I didn't know everything that was going on. So, so here's what happened. I was trying to figure all of this out because I said... Were you surprised said, hey, at the loss? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh but I remember I, one of the things I said, well, they'll see how hard we worked and how much we had done for the people. People said, you need to have a recount because it was so close. So I said, you know what? I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. You know, I've been fighting for people that are fighting me. I'm going home Okay. and I'm not doing a recount. I'm, I'm going to go be with the family. And I said, I knew we were doing a good job. I said, but there's some reason where I said, I don't know. God got us out of there for some reason. I don't know what it is. So I was talking. Here's what's funny. I was reading that book, Hillary Clinton's book. What happened? Mm-hmm. I'm reading it and I get to a part and I close it and put it down. I said, this is hard to read. Mm-hmm. So I, I called her and I said, I need Black. to talk to you. And she said, you need to. She said, well, do you want to come to New York? I said, yes. And so she said, well, she gave me she said, come, can you come this day?" I said, yeah, I can. I'll be there. And when I got there, I said to her, you know, I said, I was reading your book. What happened? I said, it was very hard for me to read. And she said, why is that? I said, it was the same playbook that was used on me in Flint. Uh, and, and the Republicans came out and endorsed Neely. That's who came out and endorsed him. So the mm-hmm. Republicans, who typically don't come out like that and vote in Flint because it's most, right. uh, they came out against me. That's what happened. And so I said, it was the same playbook. And so we talked about a lot of things for about two, two and a half hours. When I left there, she said, Madam Mayor, I said, yeah. She said, go back and get your seat. I looked at her like, did did she hear anything I just said? (laughs) I said, you know, I'm I'm having this conversation in my head, not with her. I'm like, did she hear what I said? I'm not trying to go back to City Hall. I know I didn't fly to New York to hear, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking, why would she say this to me? But she was the first person that said, you need to go back and get your seat. Um, but that's not what I was thinking about. And then COVID hit. And I said, that's why I'm not there. I said, oh, God, good looking out for your girl. You weren't going to have me in a back to back crisis. I mean, I did. I thought, that wow, was wow, that's real. And um, because I know what we would have been out there trying to do everything we could. Just like we were for the water crisis, and I didn't even know the toll it had taken on me until I was out of office. Absolutely, because I didn't have time to think about it. And then as time went on, and I got to reflect, and people started come, i mean, people started coming to me. People started coming because they were surprised I lost. I had a lot of people come and say, "I'm so sorry I didn't come and vote. I figured you had it." Wow. I had people that came and said, "I'm sorry I believed the lies. Wow. I'm sorry I believe the lies and How I did that didn't make support you." I thought, you know, I just said, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Did you feel,
0: did that in any way affirm, uh, what would I call Mrs. Clinton? It would just be, would it be Madam Clinton? Is it Mrs. Clinton? It's Mrs. Clinton, Madam Secretary. (laughs) Secretary, you
1: know what I'm saying? Um, I know. Did
0: did it in any way affirm (laughs) what she said to you, though? About it, you needing to go back while. and get your seat? This,
1: I needed all of this time to go back. Yeah. And it took, I mean, a lot of people have come and said those two things. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't come and vote because I figured you had it. Right. Or I'm sorry I believed the lies. And then someone, I had people even come and say, they had people going door to door saying, you know, she stole this money. That yeah, was damn. part of, right. They had people going and saying that I had, um, I was taking ballots. I was taking absentee ballots from people. I mean, all and I didn't know all of these things were going on. And so it wasn't until I got out and the truth just started coming out and it started coming out. And that's when I realized I said, I will not let that happen again. I will never let somebody tell a lie on me. Right. And I don't say something right then. Uh, But like I said, it was hard when the media was working against you as well, because they weren't with me. So
0: I mean, in hindsight, mm-hmm. what would you have done differently? Would you have had people going door to door saying they lying about her lying? <clears throat> you know, like what um. what is what is the version of countering? Because I feel like the the sources, it, it oftentimes it feels like the powers that are at work to bring folks down that are trying to lift people up. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seems like they are just they have an abundance of resources to do so. Right. Right. And And then oftentimes it feels like the folks who are lifting folks up, maybe it's not that that y'all have access. Maybe it's not that y'all don't have access to resources, but that there's this idea that it's like, if I just move in righteousness, it's going to overpower their wickedness. Exactly. But
1: then they end up hanging you on the cross. And that's what happens. And so I don't know if it would have helped. I mean, like I said, I'll never let that happen again. Because I don't know if uh, Jesus
0: would have uh, volunteered. Like you know, if Jesus had the chance again, I don't think he would have just been like, put me back on the- yeah, I'll do the cross again. <laughs> you, keep, you know,
1: what's, what's wrong with you all? I, I think if he had a chance all over, it out.
0: Yeah, I feel like right. if he had a chance all over again, he'd be like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna ride this out a little different. You know? You know
1: what? I think. I think. I think I needed to be gone. I think we needed to be gone. I think people needed to see, you know, a a teacher said one of my teachers, she said, Karen, do you remember what you said after the election? And this is and I just said it to you. But my teacher really told me this. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, no, what did I say? She said, you said they'll see how hard we worked and how much we did for the people. And I just In, the, looked in at your it.
0: absence, they'll see the absence exactly. of that
1: work. Right? And that's what has happened. Uh, she said, and there was a deacon. She said, do you remember what the deacon said? I said, no, but I bet you do. <laughs> she said, I do. And she said, he said that no good is going to come to this administration because of the way they did things and lied on you. So the pipes haven't been finished. People think the pipes have been replaced in Flint. We were a year ahead of schedule. They haven't been finished. The black company... That was part of the contract. They have not been paid almost $800,000, close to a million dollars since I've been gone, and they can't get a job. Uh, As far as updates with what's going on with the water, we don't get those anymore. I used to put them out every single Monday. We don't get those anymore. When we had meetings where we brought all of the parties together from the city, from the state, from the schools, from the scientists, from the uh, physicians, those meetings were live streamed for the community to have access to hear what was going on in real time. We don't have those anymore. No one has been held criminally accountable for what's happened. And you, you heard about that little, sorry. Okay. Let me be, you heard about that little piggy bank settlement we got. Yes. Uh, uh, so when you see those kinds of things happening, when you see, uh, uh, Blacks not getting contracts, losing jobs uh, and, and and nobody speaking up about that, that would not have happened had I been in there and I would have continued to have gotten beaten up. So I, I do believe we needed to be gone for people to to recognize everything we were doing, because that's what a lot of people said. We didn't know everything you were doing, uh, because some of the things I was putting in place then are just now happening now, even so people didn't see that. And some people said, you guys made it look too easy. I said, well, h- how do you do that? He said, because when we see you out, you know, I mean, we were we were all over. Uh, but right. but we became like a family uh, and, and we have remained that way. And so, you know, one of my one of my one of my um, staff said we, they didn't know we prayed together and played together. And everything in between. But we'd be at City Hall all day and all night. We'd order dinner in. I mean, we were working. right? Um, but it, it was Bush, just...
0: Corey Bush was on the show and she said the same thing, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a round-the-clock job. It's yeah. about... If you're doing it. If you're doing it as a public servant, you really are in that mind state all the time. Like, you don't get the time off and it really requires the team and it requires... Exactly support in a real way. And so let me ask you this. Okay. You've decided to run again. (sighs) Yes. First, I want to know, like, what is... The What are the measures of wellness that you are taking or have taken to be able to continue to manage? Because they're going to come for you again, so you already know that. They, yes. like It's not like you're going to come back in office and they're going to be like, well, we tried and it didn't work, so we're mm-hmm. not going to bother no more. Mm-hmm. How have you fortified yourself to even bring you into the fray again? And how do you plan to continue to do so once you let's claim it once you win we'll claim it mm-hmm. once you win and you're back in the space and i say this because i think particularly for black women you know we are always expected to be strong and you know to really just be rough and tumble and i know you girls like to tussle you know like mm-hmm. it's always like we are expected to to come back and and come even harder but the truth is our mental state, being sound and being supported, is in, is integral to us being able to show up the best we can, not only for our constituency, for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. what measures do you take for yourself?
1: You know what? Uh, and I and that was why I, I I needed all of this this time
0: to to heal. Have you really? gone to the
1: beach? Yes. But Even Martin Luther enough. King Jr. went to Jamaica. Now, nah. not enough. Uh, but I'm going again but and and those are the things that I've thought about. I said, you know, that when you talked about not taking vacation, not taking time for yourself, I said this time around I am going to make sure I take time for myself and my family. Uh I was running around the other day and uh I said, you know what? Someone got upset because I couldn't make it to something. I said, you know, well, you know what? If that negates everything I've done when I was in office and since I've still been fighting out of office, then th- I said, if that's how it it will be, so be it. Right. I'm I'm not going to let others just control me like that, you know, because I showed up for everything and and you see, I'm not in office. Uh, So you have to recognize that, you know, you can drop dead and things will continue. Things will continue. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I said, I'm going to be more protective of myself, of my time, of my mental state. All of those kinds of things. But I'll tell you what else. Uh, I'll tell you what excites me, so and gives me the energy. You boundaries. Hate. We yeah. better. And, and, and we need to know that saying no is not a bad word. No. Saying no, oh, I can't be there. I can't do that. Uh, I will try to get somebody there, but it's not like you're like, nah, hell no. I don't want to go to your shit. Like that's a different version of just like, I'm sorry. I won't be
0: able to make it. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) You know, you say things in your, when you, you, (laughs) when you get
0: home, I can't believe they wanted me to come to that shit. I know. I've been out here all day.
1: (laughs) All day. All day. They don't care. They don't care. But, but, uh. You know, one of the things that excites me, and here's what gives me energy, because I know we laid a good foundation for some good things to happen. And and while we're not through the crisis, because I don't want challenges in challenges that haven't been addressed, but it's not like we're in the, here it is, the, the water crisis. It's like, wow, I actually have an opportunity to get to some of those other things that okay, I never right. got to do. Uh, so, so that part is taken away, and that part is exciting. I remember when I was in office. You know, usually when you have people around economic development and developers coming into your city, they want to know about public safety. They're talking about fire and police. Ours was always water. When they finally asked me about fire and police, I was like, "Yes, we have moved past." They they recognize that we were taking this water issue seriously and addressing it. And so I said, Oh, I get to do some of the things that are regular and 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 being a mayor is not a regular job, but there are the regular things that you do. It's like, Oh, they want to know about fire and police. They want to talk about garbage pickup, you know, just those regular day-to-day services that you want to make sure are flowing, uh, the properly. So I, I could see things moving in, a, in the right direction. And so to have the opportunity, I was talking to a, a guy that's an artist and talking about some of the things that he wanted to do around that and artivism and, and how impactful that can be. And just having these other kinds of conversations, I said, wow, you know, the opportunity to do some of these other things that are going to strengthen and, yeah. uh, uh, the city. And, and um, so that part excites me, uh, even though Crime is an issue. You know, there are those other things that we still have to deal with. But uh, having that, I didn't realize that national spotlight, uh, it it, it took a toll, especially when, uh, you know, unlike the pandemic. Everybody could rally around that together. Yes. And I didn't have anybody else that was. You mean the government poisoning? Being adversely affected, yeah. Right, people had waters with their issues, problems with their water. Other places were identifying our water's bad, and I'm glad they were able to identify that and say, "What do we do about our pipes?" And this is an environmental injustice. But uh, nobody had it where you mean your government didn't put corrosion. They came and took over. And for a hundred, you, you weren't worth a hundred dollars a day for corrosion control. This was something that didn't have to happen, right. and it was covered up for eighteen months. You know, uh, the the residents of this city were drinking poison water, and mm. and the people that were supposed to protect and serve us knew it, and so and made a choice and made a choice, and so that was you know, so that part was it was isolating because you're like. I didn't have anybody say, Hey, so what the governor do to you? They, they, right. they didn't put corrosion, you know, so right, right, it was right, kind right, of right. a lonely, a lonely place. And people didn't re- recognize that it was a lonely place even because they see you in the spotlight, but that doesn't mean you're not in a, in a place by yourself sometimes.
0: So when is the next election? Uh, the primary is August 2nd, coming up. So tell me this. How do people, because I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about voting until it's the end of the run. How do people right. get involved? And I don't endorse candidates, so this mm-hmm. is not an endorsement. But right. how do people get involved with the election from the beginning? Because
1: you know people don't know. People don't know, like, I know, you know, and it it amazes me. And I think maybe because I'm just a political person. I mean, even Mm -hmm. when I wasn't in politics, I was always, uh, okay, what are the issues I'm going to vote? Uh, Because you would find people that say, I didn't know today was election day. Right. And you're like. Like
0: California, like we just got a, a booklet. For the primaries, you know, that gives us information about the candidates and, you know, who, but even in the regard of like explaining to people that the primaries is the first run of elections to determine who's going to even be in the... Running for mayor
1: people have to understand, because I remember at the primary the last time the guy came back. He said, what's going on? I said, it's election day. And he said, well, oh, this is the primary. Right. I said, yes. He said, well, I'll I'll come in the general. And I said, sir, I said, you don't understand. I need because he was a supporter of mine. He said, I got you in the general. I said, but if you need you to get me to the general, you have. Exactly. And um, so he, he went on and voted. But there are a lot of people that say, oh, you know, I just wait until the general. And you can't do that because the person that uh, that you're supporting, that you want to be your voice may not get there if you don't vote now. And so it's really, you know, and so that's one of the things I have not, even though I wasn't in office, I told them, I said, oh, you all don't know. You've given me a bigger mouth than I had when I was in office. And um, And so I hope that I've kept people engaged as far as what's going on in Flint, because right after that, you know, the, the, the criminal uh, charges started or lack thereof, mm-hmm. uh, the water settlement uh, came into place. So I've been just out there, but it's really getting out there in so many different levels. And, you know, it, it's funny because uh, the way things are now, you have a generation that they're not on social media. You know, they want you to send them something in the mail. They're going to watch the news uh, and they're going to hear it at church. That's where they're going to get their information. Right. They're going right. to be at the block club. That's where they're going to get their information. No, I, w- I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. But then you've got a whole lot that are. And so yes. you've got to get it that way too. I mean, it, it, it's it's like there's a new way to campaign and you better be ready to hit it at all levels now. Yes, ma'am. Uh, because you can't do it the same way you did it before. And so one of the things, you know, and, and part of, for me, was stepping in there, you know, not having staff. I had to fight to get staff because, you know, I, I, I had no power. But uh, even the way they had our communications set up was a one person show. Well, it, it takes more than one person to really get your message out. Yes, I was on the radio, but when you don't have the media helping you, so it's like reaching out to these alternative, you know, and I, I shouldn't say alternative media. Uh, media, uh, we need to make them our mainstream media. Uh, because a lot of times the uh, the traditional forms of media will not get a story out. They'll feed you a story, but a Facts. lot of times they're not going to get you the information that you need to know. So we've been really trying to ramp it up on all of these different levels and platforms. And that's one of the things people have said is you, you stayed engaged. You, you continue to give us information because I was on nine, 10 AM, which covers all of Michigan, part of Ohio, uh, part of Canada and then you know oh. uh uh i heart Apple all, all of mm-hmm. those kinds of things and such so you know I did that for 16 months uh it was a wonderful thing I was on there Monday through Friday I was the drive oh time. wow so I was bringing people it was great. I was tired. This is why you were in office. No, that's what I did since I've been out of office.
0: Oh, so you was campaigning even when you didn't realize like, you were campaigning. <laughs> right. I didn't realize
1: I was campaigning, but I was bringing people. I'm like, no, I'm gonna educate you. But you're you about bringing people in. Stuff. I mean, you're I was, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're that.
0: creating a you're creating an audience that's based on. Something other than just being a politician when you do that, you know, and that's right. like, like this podcast, you know, people listen exactly. to this podcast because of, you know, they get to hear my thoughts about things. They get to mm-hmm. hear my values. They get to hear how I interact with folks. And that's just something different than trying to sell someone something, which ultimately that's what politicians feel like right. they're,
1: they're doing. And and so and I was able to do that and stay. And, and it cleared up a lot of misinformation. A lot of Be-be. people said, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, I was the I was the interim executive director for African-American Mayors Association while I was out. Uh, So I was just you know, I just stayed out there uh, because never thinking I'd run again. But but here you you are here. Here here (laughs) we go. I said, I said, so it's time. It's time. Well, for those of you who are in
0: your constituency or who are or who know folks please encourage them to take part in the primaries and uh to do their research on candidate Karen Weaver and yes. um you know I thank you for your transparency and for for coming on here and I wish you the best you know for for all intents and purposes thank you everybody I feel like the best leaders are the ones who understand that the greater good um, also acknowledges the nuance of the you know pockets of their mm-hmm. of their constituency you know and the greater good isn't just a band-aid it's not just a blanket
1: no. way
0: of interacting um, we have a segment on here called the script uh, where we tell our listeners just we give them some insight into like other resources that they can look to to find out more information about our conversation. So whether it's books, whether it's documentaries, whether it's uh, place, whether it's people to follow on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. I would love to know if there's anywhere where people where you feel like people can learn more about you, where people can get more involved in the issues of Flint that they need to uh, make themselves aware of, et cetera. Uh, is there a direction we can point them in?
1: Oh yeah, they can go to, I'd love them to go to my website and start looking. Caring about Flint. Okay. K-A-R-E-N about Flint. Uh, and that's a good place to get started. Is that a dot com? Dot com. Okay. Caring about Flint. Yes, it sure is. And um, they can get a whole lot of information. They can reach out to me that way uh, because I love talking and running my mouth and just, you know, educating and informing people about the issues. I really, really do. So if they would do that, I would appreciate it. I would appreciate it.
0: And then there's also the documentary,
1: the, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Flint, who, who do you trust? Who do you trust? Mm. And I mean, that's so telling, and that's coming up. In fact, I, I will be in New York this weekend uh, because it premieres in New York and Los Angeles uh, Friday. So I'll be in, I'll be in New York uh, to, to help that get kicked off. We're gonna be doing a QA afterwards, after it airs. So I'm looking forward to that and talking with the people. So I hope people will, you know, come out and see that. It will be in Detroit probably within the next month. And it will be right outside of Flint and Graham Blank, and all of that will take place. You know, like I said, within the next month, uh, people can go and see that. I'm trying to get it in Flint, but it tells a lot, and it tells a lot about what went on in Flint. There were even things in there that I didn't know had taken place. Wow, it was it was interesting. You know, I saw it, and I thought I didn't know that happened. Mm. Well,
0: that's that's the mark of a true documentary. You know when they really get in the
1: weeds, they got in the weeds, and I and I thought, wow, you know, look at this, uh, and 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 that it lets you know uh, how important communication and getting out there is. Because I'm, I was like, did, and I, and I was with some other people. I said, did you know that? They were like, we didn't know that had happened either. <laughs> so it's it was it tells a story about what happened. Um, I I hope people focus in on the amount of money we didn't get. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's one of the tragedies of Flint is, is the uh, settlement that came because people hear 600 million. We didn't get $600 million. That wouldn't have been enough anyway. Uh, But really we got about $400 million uh, for between 80 and 90,000 people. You know, where does, unacceptable where does that math make sense but i do hope people will watch that documentary uh flint who do you trust Uh, not too many people that's the answer to the question not many people (laughs)
0: touche touche well karen weaver black karen Yes. Keep on going and uh, appreciate you coming on the
1: show. I, thank you so much. I have enjoyed myself. Ditto. I have, enjoyed this. I have yes. as
0: well. I have as well. And thank you for teaching us our audience, get my audience just in the know on how they can be empowered to empower the folks that
1: empower right. them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for doing that. No doubt. Appreciate it.
0: There we go.